What's up, filmmakers and moviegoers? This is Zach. And this is Eric. And uh, this week, man, we have something really special for you guys. Yes, we do. It is the start of four weeks of interview segments. Is it four? We're going to have four conversations with some industry professionals. It's awesome. I mean, we had so much fun at Cinegear last weekend. Yes. And it was amazing. It, best day ever. Like, best weekend ever. It, it like, was. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> awesome. So, Eric, this was your first Cinegear, though. It was. It was the first time that uh, I got to attend this amazing event and meet some amazing people. And, yeah, it was great. What uh, What was your kind of your, your favorite thing? I mean, I know we didn't get a whole lot of time there as much as we, we were expecting to get because of everything else we had to do, but... What did you uh, What did you find kind of fascinating about it? Well, it was cool to reconnect with some uh, people that I already knew. Um, Drew over at DeFi, and um, and then meet some new people. Yeah, those guys had their. Is it the dactyl cam? Is that what they call it? Yeah, it was the dactyl cam, yeah. and then they had this new prototype battery that was hot swappable. Yeah. That was the the mount was made for them. Yeah, so it was cool because they had the manufacturer of this new prototype together with the client that actually requested it for their particular um, the sled unit. That's what they call the yeah. the things sleds that that that's a cable cam, and it was cool to be stand there and and just watch that thing all come together. And I think one of the biggest things that I really walked away from the weekend with was just the idea of community. Um, you know, be, it was funny because there's, there's this different level of filmmaking, right? You've got the studio, super high budget, massive crews, and they look down on the, the the YouTubers or the independent filmmakers and that type of thing. So there's, there's this, um, hierarchy of ego that's happening. Yeah, that's a good way to which, put it. Which doesn't, which doesn't support the community idea. Right. However, on the other hand, there is this community, like what we got to watch with this prototype battery mount thing coming together, mm-hmm. as well as Small Rig's really good about this. And there's a lot of other companies, um, even Aperture, um, we were talking about just the community of the people that are actually using the gear, the companies that are producing the gear and the content that gets created. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for the people that are consuming that content and the feedback that is, is brought to the process, the feedback that's coming from the filmmakers as well as the feedback that's coming from the manufacturers. Yeah, it's not just a corporation no, building whatever they think people want. Yeah, it's super cool because yeah. they're like, hey, um, like for example, Aperture was wanting real feedback, you know, and they provide some of these independent filmmakers with gear and like, hey, give us real feedback of using this in the wild. And, you know, and then they take that feedback and make a better product. Yeah. And so that and, and and not just with the products or the gear. I mean, obviously, it's Cine gear, so that's kind of where the focus was for the weekend. But that's true of um, even in the, one of the other interviews that we had, just talking about directors communicating with the, the sound artists and, and the different people that are bringing, you know, as well as the editors and bringing those people into that process earlier to collaborate 
Yeah. And do for a much better end product. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so I think community was kind of like the word in the in the ideology that I walked away with being inspired by the most. Well, that's a really great segue because Rob Rusher, who's our interview for this episode, he, he talks about community, Yeah, you know, and he's talks about his, his grips and his gaffers and um, just the director relationship that he has. And man, this guy had a lot of cool stuff. Um, I met him on the cinematographers insight Facebook group. Um, but this was, this was recorded live at the Paramount back lot right outside the Paramount theater, which was really cool. It was. Um, so guys check out this interview from Rob Rusher. What's up, filmmakers and moviegoers? We're here at Cine Gear 2019 at Paramount Backlot, and uh, we have cinematographer and movie operator Rob Rusher with us today. Hey, Rob, hello, how's it hello. going? Hello, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, sure. Uh, man, just give us a little bit of background about you, uh, where you started, how you got into this industry, and what you're doing now. Sure, yeah, well, I guess the quick version is, uh, grew up in a small town in Maryland, uh, a little outside of DC, and. I think like some people wasn't wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but always liked creating things. Looking back, I was like, well, it's clear now. But like I would randomly take my parents' VHS camera and just film stuff. Like anything from how to ride a bike. Like I would I don't know. For some reason I always like doing tutorials for some reason. Like that's what I did. And like I had a lot of little cousins, so it'd always be like, here's how you change your skateboard wheels. And I just thought it was fun to do that. Didn't think much of it. And then in high school, I was real into film photography. I took a class, but never had anyone saying like, hey, these skills could actually be a job. You right, know? right. I think yeah. I had the standard lower middle class family where it's go to high school, get good grades, go to college, sure, yeah. get a job, yeah. get in an office type of thing, which is, you know, fine for a lot of people. Went to college not knowing what I was going to do. Actually was really into PR and marketing. I liked all the networking with people and creating materials content um again looking back i'm just like well doy why don't you just focus sooner (laughs) but uh, it was senior year of college and i i did photography i was a comm media major and uh it was a guy in class was just like dude you should do the video class it's an easy a like you play with cameras i was like soul (laughs) give me the credit and it was like the first day the teacher was just like all right here's some like they were like these panasonic mini dv shoulder broadcast cans just run around campus get stuff and be back here in 30 and it was at first i was like heck yeah man i'm just gonna go do whatever but it was something about like seeing it was the first time i really paid attention to video work and i was yeah. just like man it's like photography but better and at that same time it was when digital editing like everything was going digital right. it was no longer film photography although i loved doing that it was just something about the speed and like it was just getting from point a to point b a little quicker like going yeah. from what i captured to on screen and you know it was a lot of luck too i i just applied for internships as many college kids did i had to get an internship to graduate so I was applying any place in America to right. take, and it was a mix between marketing firms and production companies, and yeah. just so happened to get in with a production company, and nice. kind of just ever since then, you know, got got roped into the field. So, so where are you uh, mainly operating in now? So Pittsburgh is home base now. Okay. I've been there for about five years. Uh, I was in D.C., but I got kind of trapped in a lot of corporate work and cost of living was expensive and the wife kind of wanted to move closer to her family. So I just took that as an opportunity. And uh, what what was really cool, and again, I didn't notice it at the time, but I almost was able to rebrand myself. So coming out of school, working as an intern, 
working as a PA, everyone in that town knew me. Oh, Rob, he's a good PA. Right, yeah. But I wanted to shoot and shoot. So when I went to Pittsburgh, you know, leading up to it, I just started shooting anything I could in DC. I would take my 7D and just film stuff. So when I came to Pittsburgh, it was more, I'm Rob Rusher, I'm a cam op. Yeah. You know, so I kind of just rebranded myself in a natural way. And that really just, you know, helped catapult me out of the PA realm and into more work. And I ended up kind of backtracking. I shouldn't say backtracking, but I got out of camera and did gripping, but then I got to grip on union sets. And that's when I really learned to light, yeah, shape yeah. the light. So I took yeah, that knowledge cool. and, then, cool. you know, slowly, like a lot of people, I just started saying no to the grip jobs and focus on camera. So yep. yeah. Making that switch is hard sometimes. It's hard. And so, sometimes you just, you know, I don't know. I don't feel like I forced it at the time. It was just more, I, I wasn't enjoying the gripping as much and I, you know, had more fun messing with my friends, doing stuff on the weekends and, you know, I slowly got hired to do more and it was more, I got more to the point where I was saying no because I was already getting booked or it's like, you know, I have this pending job to DP, even if it was a small job, it's like, well, that's more the direction. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. yeah Building up that. That, that resume of the jobs that you want. Yeah, yeah for sure. Right. Um, so you do quite a bit of commercial work now. Yeah. And what kind of got you into that? I mean, did you get plugged in with an agency or um, did, they, did somebody come to you and find you? Yeah. So my strategy, which I tell everyone, uh, and it still works to this day until it doesn't, but whenever I'm slow or when I moved to Pittsburgh and I had no one, all I do is I go on Google and I just Google video production company Pittsburgh, uh, marketing agency, Pitts, whatever town I want to yeah. work in. And I've, I've since like spread that out to Ohio and some neighboring cities. Literally, we'll just make a spreadsheet and I just call everybody. Oh, okay. 10 a.m. Yeah. seems to be the magic. Wow. They're in there long enough to get work done. They're starting to get bored. Right. And then they'll want to talk to you. So then, yeah, just cold call. And, you know, it's not asking for a job. It's more just like, hey, my name's Rob. I do movie work a lot. I DP. You guys do cool work. I love these projects I saw. Just want to know kind of what you guys do, if I could buy you a car. It's more of that casual networking. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of that's kind of how I built it out. So that's kind of how I fell in the commercial. Um, I've done some narrative stuff, but uh, I feel like when I was younger, I wanted to do that, like shoot the movie. Shoot. Obviously, I would still love to do the big stuff, but sure. You know, reality sets in in those 14-hour days. It's, day it's after long. day, it gets old. And even yeah. the union jobs I work, you know, if they're 12-hour days for a week, let's say, it's yeah. just like after that week, I'm like, oh, my, I need a vacation. <laughs> yeah, right. sure. And the wife sure. isn't that happy about it, yeah, too. Yeah. It's, you know, even if it's local work, it's like I come home when everyone's sleeping yeah. and yeah. I'm kind of gone by the time they wake up. So, right. yeah. yeah. And I did the commercial work. You know, I think I still have ADD. So after a while, the project kind of is the same. It's kind of nice to see new faces, new locations. Right, yeah. So I, I think for me, I kind of fell into it. I wouldn't say I chose commercials, but I love the energy. I love, like, I feel like everyone's, oh, a new project. And so by the time the project's yeah. over, it's like, all right, time for the new one. You right. get that new energy. Right, yeah, that's new cool. New motivation, I guess, is a better word. So So speaking of those those commercials, yeah, you did a Buick spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, was that was that on the Red Scarlet? Yeah, that was okay. the Red Scarlet weapon. I think we did the Leica R's okay. and I mean, then Movi. That's yeah. a beautiful spot. Oh, like thank the you. color yeah. grade on that and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my favorite things right now in just, uh, I, I guess, like small form is com- car, car commercials. Yeah. They're beautiful. And They're I feel fun. like... The, the the smaller the cameras have gotten, the cooler the shots have been able to get. Uh, throwing them on jibs on the back of cars and everything yeah. like that now. Yeah. Um, how did you get into that job? Because that's that's not just some local car company. Yeah. Yeah. So that one, 
the Buick, let's see, I'm trying to make sure that was the first car. So I always want to do car stuff. And I think they always say, if you want to do it, do it yourself first. Like no one's going to pay. I've learned that no one's going to pay you to do something until you've done it. And I know a lot of people get tripped up on that, but my easy solution is, well, then go do it. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? You're right. How many, we're in Sydney gear now. I'm sure if yeah. I walked around and said, does anyone want to come with me and shoot some car, car to car stuff on my movie for oh, yeah. free? Yeah. You'd have a line. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's just connecting with people that are passionate like you. So the first thing I did, and it's not even out there, um, I got some friends together. I had my friend, uh, we just bought a Subaru Forester for my wife. So I had them drive that around Pittsburgh and I just, Hung Sweet. out of the back of a minivan, strapped in sure. with the Movi, and that's um, didn't have anything lined up. And then went to NAB. This guy Barry Anderson, who some listening might know, he does a lot of education stuff too. Great guy. Um, he called me and said, "Hey, we might have this thing in Detroit. I know that's kind of driving. Do you have any car stuff?" It's like, "Well, yeah, actually, I do." <laughs> yeah. Um, and I told you know I told him I was like, "This is just spec stuff. Like I mess around, but I'd love to do car stuff." We worked, figured out the rate, and then yeah, so it's that's kind of awesome. the opportunity. It's almost like always being ready for that opportunity. Sure. Yeah. You know, not just sitting around waiting for that call, right. but because sometimes that call comes. Yeah. Sometimes you meet that person that's like, "Have you ever done X?" And you're like, "Man." I've been sitting on my ass for three months (laughs) wishing that this call came and now I do and I can't put any work out there. You have no examples for yeah, Yeah. sure. What was the what was the gear like on on that shoot? I mean Movi. Yeah, so it's simplified. You know, you hear Buick and and of course when I heard that I was like, Oh yeah, (laughs) Yeah, here we go. I'm retiring. But (laughs) you know, you find with those bigger companies, they're smarter with the money and it's you know, you don't a big company like that, they have several pockets they pull from. So it wasn't like we were getting the main Buick you know, na- nationwide sure. marketing budget, we are getting more of the local for running car footage. So okay. our goal is to shoot a bunch of beautiful stock footage that any dealer could use as part of their packaging. Oh, that's and cool. And then they yeah. could cut it into a lo- So if you ever see like a local car commercial and it's like, this is really terrible, but how do they get those amazing yeah. shots? They get, they get it as part of a package. So okay. we had this amazing park shut down to shoot their new car, but um, to answer your question, the gear was as simple as we could. So we had a first AC that was pulling focus off an RT motion. Okay. We used the red scarlet weapon, uh, which I thought did a great job with the scenic. You know, to yeah. me, it was almost a scenic commercial <laughs> yeah. with the car driving through. Leica R lenses, ND fill. I mean, it's real stripped down, yeah. but I find sometimes when you just, you only have what you need, you, the stuff you're getting is just more real more organic like yeah we didn't have lights we didn't have a process trailers literally closed down these this park where we drove so it was safe we had a professional driver hired someone drove uh my minivan that i drove to detroit right um shout out to anyone driving a minivan (laughs) i love you guys um but it just shows how versatile that is and then and then we did a thing for GMC same crew yep. same minivan to do that and yeah awesome that's so cool i mean i love hearing those stories cuz everyone always thinks oh they had a they had a, a fort on grip truck yeah. and then all this stuff. And it's like, nah, it's just me hanging out of my minivan. Yeah, and now, I mean, now looking back, yeah. probably would have got a black arm to help out and stuff. Right. I mean, I was definitely sore at the end of the day, but there's something to be said about, you know, safely. We sat in the minivan, we had ratchet straps everywhere. I On my vest, I was clipped in, then yeah. I kind of had like a seatbelt. So please do it safe. Because yeah. people, I'll tell you, that was the first job that I was just like, oh yeah, do we need all this? Like, let's go. I was kind of like in that mode. Right. And the first time they had to stop hard, I was like, oh, <laughs> insert your word there yeah. but i was just like yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. i was like okay this is like oh, yeah. this is like true like set safety like you're going 35 40 miles an hour you don't right. feel it but when they 
hit that gas to like have him go and we go it's like wow you're really oh out man there. so luckily we did it safe we had a ton of ratchet straps and the ready rig worked as a great vest to clip in yeah you know, how was I'm that so strapped in that was, it was that, great yeah i mean we we talked about doing some kind of like uh like getting climbing rope from an rei right yeah and then just being able to rig the movi on that and then i just take the weight off a little bit but i like being able to because we could go a little higher we yeah, could go low yeah. we could shift um at that time, I didn't have wheels, but we had a controller. So Barry, I believe he was, yeah, he had a monitor up front. So we had a driver. We had uh, our director, Barry, in the front passenger seat. He had a seven-inch monitor uh, with a tear deck. And then we hardwired to our AC, who kind of had a five-inch hook to the yeah. follow focus all in one. So, again, real simplified, but just gave us a lot of flexibility you could move so fast right 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 yeah the the leicas are they motorized or did you have no we had a follow focus okay, on that okay. so we oh, sorry bumped the mic no, we had cool. a um they were the rehouse like ours that he oh, okay. had so they're real light and stuff yeah and i know the map box is kind of weird on those but we figured that i think i just taped it to the lens actually the <laughs> yeah. nice thing about how we were actually you know when you're when you're doing the black arm you're out of the car and so you really got to make sure everything's tuned perfectly. Your stiffness. I was. I'm always like. I did an Uber job, and I'm. I feel like I'm always changing and rebalancing right. just because how much pressure is hitting the camera. But you're in the van, yeah. so all the wind is outside. Obviously, the wind's blowing my face. But if you picture I'm out of the van driving backwards. Yeah. You know, like they're driving and I'm reverse. Right. You didn't. There's no like real G forces you're battling with. There's no wind whipping. So, so I felt yeah. like I got better shots. And a few times I would like kind of lean out a little bit to get low. Yeah. But for a lot of it, I was able to sit in there and get the shots. And you weren't constantly trying to like recalibrate or no, anything. Yeah. So yeah. It was a little faster well. too. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, this might be a little bit kind of going in a different direction, but okay. in, in your in so you've you've had a lot of um, run and gun the independent experience what what's a uh, a production that you've done or a huge risk that you've taken that really paid off like you're like oh I, i'm not sure if this is like this is going to be risky but it totally yeah. just totally worked yeah yeah i mean i think i think what i'm trying to figure out i'll try not to get too out there but it's a real thing it's like I feel like right before I'm about to buy something super expensive or right before I'm really trying to get this job, you have like that doubt, no matter what, you're always yeah. like, oh, should I do it? And I've noticed there's like a feeling where if it gets pushed too much, I need to learn to say maybe not yet, um, maybe whether that's gear or take the job opportunity. I mean, one of the big risks I took early on, uh, I did a lot of stuff with Free Fly and Movi and I really liked it, you know, mess with the Ronin never got great results and they you know so i wasn't by any means a movie operator at that time but they announced the movie pro and i just got off a job with the m15 and i like it was just like reading through the site i mean this is like eastern 9 a.m the website wasn't even like loading yet i just so happened i heard like hey they might be announcing something and i just bought it like without even thinking yeah. i was just like and then i remember just driving into <laughs> set and i was just like oh <laughs> what do have I, I done what do i do like is that right do i cancel it and then and then all of a sudden it's like before that it's like they were like selling out like after a few days yeah. and people were messaging me hey you ordered first day like i'll pay you this and i was like oh, all right this wow. might be something like people are offering 10 15 over what i paid for yeah. i don't even have it yet and then i got it started shooting around and at the same time uh, I got referenced to do a job for 21 Pilots, a music video for them to be the movie tech. And and that was one of those things where it's like, 
out of every job I've ever done, I, I wish I could go back and do it again because at the time there's no third party. I mean, we did an Alexa Mini with Cook Anamorphics. Oh, I'm geez. literally like hot gluing yeah. uh, Velcro <laughs> to put magnet, like like thick block magnet things on, or not magnets, but like thick block metal. Yeah. Um, if I find the picture, I'll send to you. You okay. can post it yeah, up yeah, yeah. I mean, you talk about Jerry Rig and overweight. The movie couldn't handle it. They didn't have any of the updates yet. Right. I mean, we got the job done, but it's like I almost walked away from that job. Be like, no, oh, man, what I yeah. But they were happy. They understand they were pushing it too far. Um, but it's one of those, like, and that was a risk to take that job. And, you know, but since then, it's like it just taught me how to think things through and, like, know the shots. And sometimes you have to just, sometimes you have to fail a little bit. If, if you're doing the same job every time and, you know, we all do those jobs. You walk in with a coffee in your hand and you're just like, yeah, that light there. Let's put this lens on. Like, you know. Yeah. But that job was just like, I was just like, man, I need some drugs to like, <laughs> yeah. stay out, like your chugging coffee, all time. getting it. Yeah. Um, but that just, I mean, like that, those kind of things are risk. I'm trying to think if there's another one. I mean, the first uh, big union job I did as a movie op, uh, I worked with this amazing DP, Eric Albrick. Um, great guy, really good mentor. Um, also a great movie op in his own right. And, and that was a job when I first walked in, I was like, oh, okay, this is like... I thought I was doing pretty big commercials, some yeah. branded spots yeah. here, but I mean, like, that was probably a half million dollar commercial, full on union. I mean, the people I'm working wow. with, it's like not in a bad way, but looking around, I was like, man, I'm probably the worst person on this job. <laughs> like, looking at how good all these people are, like all stars, they got the sure, best people sure. from New York and Pittsburgh to do this yeah. job. But the amount I grew, like yeah. the movie operator I was before I started that job is I'm not that same person. Like yeah. just the way working with these people and how fast you have to do it. And, you know, just watching a DP of that caliber, like man, the crew, when stuff's going crazy and directors are getting upset and the fact, you know, I've worked with DPs that just yell and whatever, yeah. but he just had this calm where it was just like, get your shit, go over here. Dude. Like <laughs> yeah. it was just like, yeah. yes, man. It's yeah. like, it's like a military style, right, but right. he like was so understanding and, you know, so working with people like that just like grew a ton. So, yeah, I bet you learned a lot after, I mean, that one especially, but, the, the, you know, pushing that movie right after getting it. Oh, yeah. You knew what its limitations were oh, right yeah. out of the box. I mean, yeah. And I was honest with production. I mean, uh, one thing I've, I, I don't, I always tell the younger people that ask me questions, I don't like the saying, if you've never done it or you don't do it, figure it out. Like, I think there's, okay, you haven't used this lens before. Maybe you don't know what it's going to look like wide open. Okay, that you figure out. But yeah. people that just walk, just buy a new camera and walk on set with it, like, I don't recommend that because this is other people's <laughs> money. This yeah. is other people's time. Yeah. Like, I was confident enough in the movie to do what I needed to do, and there were certain things I had to figure out during prep. But I think there's a, there's a hard line that I see some younger kids come in yeah, just like rolling up with a brand new, like, oh, yeah, just opened the box, this red box yesterday. Yes. Yeah, I have no idea what the menu system is, but yeah. we'll figure it out. And lights, yeah. too. I mean, lights are complicated. Yeah, right. I've seen people Especially like now. fumble with <laughs> right. lights. And yeah. So I try to find that line. I guess that's the feeling I'm trying to figure out. It's almost like you can listen to your body and know, like, is this too far out of my comfort zone? Because there's yeah. nothing wrong with getting, I mean, there's been jobs and before the uh, 21 Pilots, I got called to operate. And they were saying about this and jibs. And at the time, I was just like, you know, I'd, I'd love to come on and help, but I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. And, you know, awesome enough, I got on as a second AC, and then I got to learn. Oh, the next yeah, time yeah, I get cool. that call, it's like, 
that's how they did it. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't need to yeah. figure out. You don't want to figure out everything on set. Yeah. Right. So right. that was a great opportunity. And, that, and you know, and that sometimes you get those jobs and you keep getting the calls and that. Ha- but if I went in there and I completely botched the job. Yeah, you're done. You're not going to get any of those calls. Right. So. You did a, uh, a link spot in Vegas, right? Yeah. Yeah. How was that shooting in a casino? I mean, do they actually shut anything down for you no. or no? <laughs> yeah, I imagine that was really run and gun, right? That, that hey, is, you're running away from security because yeah. this guy in here with a camera. Yeah. We were lucky in the fact that we were hired by Caesar. See, we had an agency, but the agency's client was Caesar. So we hired some a local gaffer, his grip electric team, their truck. And it's funny because they they are like, wow, we've never done this. They worked on like the Jason Bourne movies who were spending way more than we did. And they had to, they couldn't push carts through the casino. They had to go load back up, park in another park. But we could. (laughs) Caesars was our client. So the security knew who we were. They were great. So that was awesome. But you had to deal with a lot. I mean, uh, that was one of the first, at that time, I'm trying to think, that was like two years ago, I think. For me as a DP, that's the first job I've ever done, especially on that scale that I had no hot lights and no HMIs, because we couldn't. Because oh, wow. oh, okay. I knew it was basically like the movie was built. Um, we had our carts, we had to be like, every person had to have one cart um, to push. And, but we couldn't take up all this space. Like we were limited to like, oh, set up over the bathroom, wheel in. So yeah. like stands were on wheels. But if I had to fire an M18, there's I couldn't afford to leave someone there for 20 minutes. And cool to then off, right. Cool off and come. So. Yeah. Uh, that's the first time I really used a sky panel as my main light. And oh, wow. The secret sauce we kind of found was the uh, sky panel with a half grid soft box and then an opal four by in front of that. Okay. So that was able to give us enough sheen and pump and the link. We did a link and uh, Planet Hollywood at the same time, uh, which got a little confusing. I had like my iPad all set up with like references because link was like friends like we're all hanging out we're like out of college out of graduate school like let's do a weekend out so that was a little bit i don't want to say gritty but not as polished more just like hanging out as friends getting after it and then planet hollywood was bachelorette party and planet hollywood wanted to be very um glamour like old school hollywood hollywood Mm, classic so yeah um, that was a lot of like pro mist filters and different filters like that so the lighting slightly changed and instead of like an opal in front of the light we might do like another 250 to really soften it model it high key um but just having leds at the disposal i think i think really everything was a a sky panel s60 and like a light mat four just the two lights mostly i mean we had a truck but it's like when you're moving that fast and you're you're literally pushed against where the you know the agency's like uh we gotta go and it's just like i mean what do you do yeah yeah you're, right. I'm not in a position to say, well, I need 10 more minutes. It's like done. So it's like yeah. Jim, my gaffer, who traveled with me from Pittsburgh. I mean, we talked a lot and, and he knows my style already, which was really, I mean, that's really where I saw the gaffer DP relationship because yeah. I didn't really have to talk to him much. It was like, Jim, the same, that key that we've been doing again. Yeah. Um, and what was really cool about the sky panel that made it shine is uh, at the t- right then, Planet Hollywood basically was all LED. They just started updating oh, all their okay. fixtures. And they were like, man, we've never seen it look like this way before. And the reason why is all their lights are different, plus green, minus green. What we really did to be faster, and sorry to like the old school DPs that swear by color meters, Yeah. I had the red up. My AC would go in, put a white card, and I'd say, Jim, here's what the white balance is reading. He would go on the sky panel, match it. We'd yeah. warm it just a touch to bring out their yep. skin tone walk away. Wow. So all the lights in the wow. background would be like white and 
they would match yeah, and yeah. it was real easy because otherwise you have purple lights blue lights and yeah. it was just hard to match everything i'm sure that's sacrilegious to a lot of people <laughs> i mean it's like you know what it, it wasn't a huge budget i think the budget for the week was like it was only like a hundred grand we had to be yeah. quick i mean we were we were constantly shooting it was you know especially the planet hollywood the uh story was a bachelorette party scavenger hunt so it's like the girls get together and they had i don't know if it was like an app or what they would actually do for a scavenger hunt but they would basically send out missions like okay you have to go do a pull up on a buff guy's arm you have to share a burger with a stranger like funny <laughs> yeah, funny yeah. tasteful things yeah. but i mean that's how fast we were i mean each day we probably shot like six little mini scenes wow yeah, yeah that's like four quick. to six you do like two three break for lunch do two three and yeah. it was all overnight so Started like four or five p.m. and right. ended at like two, three a.m. somewhere in there. So that helped too yeah. you know, with crowds and stuff. So yeah, that's cool being in those environments where you don't have a lot of control and you can come in and and figure that out. That's yeah. problem solving on the fly, and and how important that is to to the end quality yeah. of that project. It's and I'd really love cool. To take credit for just my mind was on fire, but I mean it, it shows you how the, your core team yep. has to be on. Like the director is like one of my best friends, which we we definitely like turn that off on set, and he's the boss no matter what. Even if yep. I help him with the pre pro, even if I'm helping him with the pitch, you know sometimes he'll call me just for ideas, but like. He's the guy, whatever he says goes, I push back a little bit, but you know, in those situations, you just he's gotta trust that I'm gonna give him what he wants on the screen. Yeah. And I need to trust that even if I think, man, if we just shot this angle would be better. If he's saying, Rob, this now, this is what we need, I need to say, Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, no matter yeah. what. Right. Um, you know, your first AC, it's it's crazy how that job gets not talked about, but like <laughs> We could talk about how great my lighting is, but if I had to, if it wasn't in focus and we yeah. had to keep shooting it, it right. doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's those he, little he guys that are making that. the whole thing. Yeah. And then yeah. obviously my gaffer Jim and his team just, I mean, to rig things safely in a casino, an active casino, like the director, uh, and I, I appreciate him, Andy Kelman. He's he, every meeting I have, no matter what job, his first thing is always safety. Like I don't care if I'm That's yelling. Awesome. If yeah. we're 50 minutes behind, if it's not safe, don't walk away. Tell right. me to yeah. fuck off. Right. I'll go get a coffee and come back. Like, yeah. there's no, there, nothing is worth a stand hitting somebody. Right. Especially yeah. a bystander. Like, yeah. not to say be sloppy, but if it's all grips around, they know how to walk around a set sure, right. around yeah. tables. But yeah. if you're dealing with pedestrians, agency folk, especially that are yeah. paying the money, and you're tight knit with like Video Village here, and there's literally C stands yeah. around it arming flags in. Yeah. Because it so, goes from it goes from a hundred thousand dollar job to a two million dollar loss. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and your your career's done. Yeah, and you know no matter what, as the DP, I feel like I'm responsible. Sure. Like like there's a reason why DPs are not above the line. I right. am the commander of everything. That's how I see it. Yeah. The director's my boss. Everything that happens on set to me is my responsibility. Someone trips over a cable. I don't even care. But that's my fault. Yeah. My, that's my team. You know, if the C stand falls, I feel like that's on me. So. You know, and I, I luckily I've been able to work with great DPs like like Eric, who I mentioned from the Land of Lakes, that he just takes so much pride. It doesn't matter if the light, this M18, is a hundred yards away. He he wants to know it's done right. He takes pride. You know, yeah, it's his cool. set. So. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. Well, speaking of gear, we're at Cine Gear. Yes. 
have you seen anything here that you've just like really been stoked about? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, and I'll get into that. So not to change, okay. but what yeah. I've really enjoyed, who know if anyone hasn't been out, this is my first Cine Gear. I've oh, done okay. NAB yeah. a lot. Same for me. It's but his third. It's my but third. Just yeah. being on the Paramount lot is so cool. It like is. the fact that we are outside right now is that, you know, you guys yeah. can't see us, but we're outside <laughs> on Paramount in this grass field where, I mean, I'm, I'm always a movie nerd. I'm, I don't get starstruck, but it's cool. Like there's probably been some great minds sitting at the table. Oh, yeah drafting out whatever yeah. script or like yeah. so I, i've just the first day to be honest i didn't i saw some gear but i was just like in awe just walking around yeah, checking awesome. out, grabbing a beer walking yeah. around the lot like you see yeah. the stage cool. like yeah. the stage numbers and then all the plaques that like say what was filmed there and like oh my gosh this is insane like blade runner and truman show yeah, and, Star right, Trek, yeah. and it's like oh wow so that's been cool but on the gear side uh ready rig has a great new update for their vest and i'm very excited i ordered it today wow so, yeah um, after seeing it, I'm going to go fit it and make sure I know exactly how to tweak it the right way. Awesome. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. There's so much. Ignite Digi, I always love what they do. They always just have these great innovative projects. Their machining is great. Um, the lighting is, man, I remember like four or five years ago, it was just, it was all tungsten. Yeah. There's none it of it It's just now. like Arian Mole Richardson. Then there's some like LEDs that you could see to the eye being green. You yeah, know, and now it's yeah. like. Man, do you want to do it with your iPhone? How right. bright do you want to compare to like an M18? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. So I think lighting is a fun space, and just as like a camera nerd, it's just cool to walk around and see how they're making it. And like for I said, sure. that um, Vegas job, like I, I couldn't have done what we did for that budget with, uh, you know, HMIs. Yeah, right. You know, so it was great just to do it that fast, and how good like. I just feel like how good it looked. It looked so real. Like we never wanted it to look produced, but yeah. having lights that you could micro tweak to this 0.001 green just yeah. to match perfectly, you know, and change the hair light a little bit and shape them. Yeah, without just incredible. busting out a roll of gels and trying to get everything <laughs> yeah. to match right. So lighting's been a real, <laughs> yeah. real interest of mine. You know, Innovative has a new card out yep. that I think is real slick. And, you know, that's one of those underappreciated items until you have, I personally have an Innovative and I don't leave home without Which it. Which one do you have? I just have the Scout 37 because okay. yeah. I fly so much with the gimbal stuff. Sure. And um, even my local rental house, they always make fun of me. I actually prep with my own cart even if they have the same cart i just yeah. want to know like when i again back to the minivan yeah 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 minivan. <laughs> my minivan when the innovative is on the lowest setting i can wheel it fully built in yeah so when i leave the rental house it goes in the car i take the expensive stuff out or production will sometimes take the camera and the movie but when i roll up on set that that card is done the exact way i prepped it so right, i know yeah. where the tools are i know where the cup holders go like the yeah. little stuff but it's you know, I didn't notice it. When you get on these bigger jobs, I've noticed the more money, the more time you're supposed to have, the less time you have, the more stress right, you have, the right, less you have, right, yeah. the less room for error. So it's like those little things, just having all the tools in the place I need it. You know, yep. the difference between opening up a case and taking a minute to tighten something to 10 seconds and handing right. it off makes the difference. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a huge difference because you're you're comfortable with that. You know, yeah. it's in, you know how how much you have to twist that knob to get that to, to tighten because you you've done it every day. It's all second hand. Yeah. It's it's like I mean, it's yeah, so it's similar to the people that I think wear like the same outfit all day they don't have to think about that one thing yeah. when i'm on set especially as a movie tech because you're just you're you're getting the movie ready for different operators not for you which sometimes can be stressful because you right. want it right but what you think is good might not be good but yeah the less i have to think about the bs the better the more right. i can focus on my a cam op 
or my DP, you know, that's on the wheels and making sure everything is tuned properly, the better. Um, I did last year with David Weldon DP'd and uh, uh, Imagine Dragons natural music yeah. video, and I was just the tech. Um, which, you know, sometimes I'm like, a tech job is a little more laid back sometimes. It really is. You know, you just got to make sure it works well. The this software and everything, and even with the Ronin too. I mean, they just work now. It's just yeah, the yeah. transferring for the rigs. But we were on, we would go from a drone back to a jib to handheld. Oh, let's go back on the drone. Let's go to, I mean, wow. it's just like you're running around. It's like, I did not have time to know, say, where's that Allen key? <laughs> right. I mean, it was like yeah. literally like I had to be so zoned in that when I'm pulling, I'm not even really looking. Like that's how yeah. fast they expected yeah. it to yeah. turn around. And uh, the way they worked on that set, a lot of it was like, set up and then it's like feel it out just the way the speed of the music video went it turned out to be a really cool wild music video that i enjoyed yeah. but i didn't have time to like mess with where is this or where is that right. it's like that everything had to be so tuned in um so stuff like that the little sometimes i get more excited about the little stuff you know the cameras are great yeah but anyone that's been to a trade show it's like all right, it's perfectly lit with someone sitting at a bar. It's right. some yeah. girl doing something <laughs> yeah. weird, but I guess that <laughs> gets yoga this thing one here is yeah. 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 Go yeah. look at the this, booth. Did you see the Sony yeah. booth here with yeah, the roller skate girls? She had roller skates. That one was, yeah. And there's like a camera sitting right where it shouldn't have been. Yeah, yeah. it's just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so it's cool to see yeah. I mean, like, I like checking out the menus and stuff, but I get more excited about the little, little things uh, yeah. that make the big difference on set. So when you're talking about cinematography and kind of your gear that you're using for that is there anything that you uh when you're doing not maybe a movie gig but you're doing a cinematography gig that you have to have or or is it a per project kind of basis like is there a filter you always want to have or a lens maybe not a lens i know those changes but yeah that's a good question well you know i think I've, i'm trying to think accessories too because like to be honest at this point i'm sure someone's gonna hate on this but i i don't know if i care about cameras as much as i did five years ago i feel like these engineers have done such a great job. Yeah. If you hand me a red, we'll make it look good. If you yeah. hand me a Venice, we'll, like a mini, like when you look at those cameras, like can you really make it bad? Like as long right. as your lighting's on point, which it should be anyways, yeah. but so for me, it's like the little things, like I love bright tangerine, you know, yep. they're map boxes. Yep. I know how they work. They're kind of industry standard for the commercial world. Um, so ACs know how to use them. Like I always bring those map boxes just cause I, you know, I like clamp on map boxes. I don't like doing the rods and sure. all that. Yeah. Um, man, that's a good question. I'm trying to think, you know, I, I'm kind of weird. It's, you know, I like to have my tools are probably the most important thing. And I know ACs have their own tools and that's fine, but I, I have like a little dolly mate bag and I have that organized so again i can kind of just reach and get what i need because a lot of times if it's like little things you know if i'm a dp i don't really mess with that because i let the ac do that i got to focus on scripting right. and you know blocking and shots with the director what the talent's doing um that's a good man you stumped me <laughs> i don't know if you guys have noticed i'm trying to talk my way out of this one what is something I always yeah, there's going a lot of have? circles here i know i'm trying to think that's a good question just the minivan the minivan. The I, think it, I think it is. I think I that's like the having one. a speaker on yeah. set. I know that sounds like a weird thing, but like I love during when we show up and stuff. Like I like having music on. I like to have a loose start because, like, for me as a DP, again going back to that, like being in charge of your whole crew. Like, if I come in and I'm just like, oh, just get this set up and walk, and I've worked that way. It's just like, oh shit, here we go. Yeah. When's right. lunch? Because like I got to right. do. Yeah. Like I like to shake everyone's hand, put a little music yeah, on, set the tone a little bit. Just, just yeah. like. Because to me, this is the most laid back we're going to get. Right. If you can't be laid back when you first show up on set and just 
ease into it a little bit. Even if you got to have camera up in 15 minutes for the sunrise thing, it's like, well, we're not lighting anything. It's like, guys, just yeah. how you guys doing? Did you guys get coffee? All right, we need to get camera up. As soon as I'm rolling, like, don't pull my focus. Get yourself a coffee. So it's, I mean, that's, I mean, for me, it's like the mental attitude. I need that, like, yeah. sure. that's the most important thing, you know? And that's great. Obviously, there's clothing I like to wear, depending on the job, to be <laughs> to be comfortable yeah. in nice shoes. But as far as gear-wise, I... I don't know. Maybe I'm just lucky on the sets I'm at and the people I work with, but I feel like everything is good now. Most of the stuff I'm working with, I don't have many complaints sure. and, yeah. you know, maybe doing it for, it's about 10 years I've been doing it. You kind of can work around limitations, yeah. but yeah. yeah, I guess the answer is I don't know if I have one piece I have to have, you know, I like my speaker. I like to have some music that gets me in a good mental state before just to have me going. I have a hydro fat flask. It sounds silly, but when you're shooting hundred degree weather outside <laughs> yep. and you have ice water all through the yeah. day. Oh yeah. Well we're, we're a, from Phoenix. So yeah, yeah that's yeah. what yeah. we do. Yeah. 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 So it's right. like little, th I don't know, maybe I'm just getting nerdy about no, that's other stuff. That's an unexpected yeah. answer, but I think that's an important thing to, to think about and consider. Yeah. Staying yeah. hydrated. I, like, I was yeah. more referring to the, the setting the tone, but yeah, yeah. hydration, <laughs> hydration too. Hydration yeah. makes you keep the tone. Man, that's, yeah. if I think of something, I'll come back. Okay. But I yeah. don't know, like, I guess sometimes I enjoy the new, like having different stuff I haven't worked with. But that's cool. Yeah, I can't say there's something I always have on my person. I do, you know what I do love actually? Okay, I got one. Okay. The old school fat head craftsman screwdriver. Yeah. It's like four inches long. Oh, yeah. And like this thing yeah. is like, yep. I don't know what, talk about gear, like, come on. Yeah. Some company make me a good screwdriver. I, I you get these little dinky ones and then you get the stubby ones and you can't yep. crank down. So I like that. I always have that. That's one, good. So, no matter hit, why. you know, check eBay. And because I don't think, I don't know <laughs> if they Amazon. make those anymore. Yeah, I had to go to an Ace Hardware and I got the last one. I should have bought yeah. like a bunch. They yeah. had like a few there. Right. But that's a good one. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, yeah, well, what are you working on right now? I mean, anything that you can talk about? Yeah, so, all right, well, I'll try to word it yes and no. Okay. I can kind of talk about it. So I'm up, <laughs> I haven't gotten it yet, but it's looking good. I am uh, hopefully doing Moviop for just a few scenes as a day player uh, on a new show coming to Pittsburgh. Um, I can say it's Manhunt season two. Oh, okay. Season one was about the Unabombers originally for Discovery. Netflix bought it. It's on Netflix yeah. now. It's pretty good. So we're hoping season two gets on Netflix. But they're shooting that in um, Pittsburgh. It's about the 96 Olympic bombing in okay. Atlanta. Oh, yeah. wow, yeah. I think that's all I can comfortably tell sure. you now. That's but fine. But the one shot I'd be hired to do is a one take. It's all about the detective's process and kind of what went behind the scenes. So it's starting in the car with them coming out with him, following him, and then some other stuff happens. And I'll just leave it at that yeah, so I don't yeah, get in yeah, trouble. Yeah, right. um, but I met with the ACAM op who's amazing. His name's Brian Osmond. He was an ACAM op for Mindhunter. He did all Mindhunter oh, with David geez. Fincher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's just- Christopher Probst, yeah. You talk about yeah. just learning from someone. I mean, just the, the few times we've met over coffee and gone through the script, I mean, just the way his mind works and what he's thinking about. Yeah. And it's just like, man, that's someone that's done it. That's someone that has a level head. Yeah. Like, you can just tell he's been there and- so that that would be an amazing opportunity for me just to learn from him whether whether I end up opping it which it looks like I will whether I just tech it and I even told him I was like man if you just want me to get you coffee like I'd love to just <laughs> yeah, yeah. learn from yeah. you just like talking yeah. to him in these little insights I mean guys like that that have been and gals that have been in that forever both of them um, whatever the role is whether he or she is a grip or a gaffer or cam up like those people that have worked on those scale for so long it's just it's almost like their minds on this other level, yeah. like all this little stressful stuff. They're just like, eh, yeah, I'm not gonna focus nature, on that. Yeah. Like I know what's yeah. gonna happen. So I know, used to it. yeah, 
how these tools work. They just become, you know, they mastered their craft. So yeah. working with people like that is just incredible. I'm trying to think. There's a few other bids I have out there. Another car thing, some big truck company thing. Cool. Might do some fun stuff, do some motion control work. Um, May was a little slow. It was weird. I don't know. Every freelancer, I feel like, has a down month. Like, the start of the new year, I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. This is going to be <laughs> yeah. records. And yeah. then May came, and it's like... Okay. All right. Back to pitching. <laughs> yeah, back to calling right, people. Right. Back to like yeah. seeing what's out there. Now June's looking pretty good. But awesome. yeah. So hopefully some of that stuff comes. Man, through. yeah. Looking forward to seeing that. And um, we'll uh, it'll probably hit next year. I imagine. Yeah. Um, whenever they start they're shooting, they shoot it. Like, yeah, it's later gonna this year. start. I think they start. I mean, they've done right now. It's just like the department heads are getting together. I mean, that's another thing that's cool to see this scale. I mean, I personally, I've never worked on a TV show like this scale before been brought in this early so it's kind of cool to see how they're doing it yeah they're gonna prep everything out of new york bring the gear in they're gonna shoot all sony venice and oh, then wow, specialty okay. things they're gonna do a mini or red we're hoping they have the budget so we can do a few tests and see what matches between red or mini yeah. to a sony venice better well right. have you seen the the venice separation thing yeah. yeah so i like that the only thing is like someone's gonna be sitting in the car with the gimbal and then have to hand it out so you still have uh, to have that pack somewhere yep. and okay so it's just trying to keep that as nimble as possible just, just throw an a7s on it It'll <laughs> yeah, be the no, same, right? Right? yeah i've done that recently i did a job for the for lululemon and it was a similar you know i did i dp'd it and it was like we had the money not to say like that i had the money to get whatever i wanted yeah. But then I got the creative and it was this thing, Take the Bridge in Boston. It's before the Boston Marathon. So it's an unsanctioned race. You run through the streets. It's like a 5K. And it's like, I'm not running in Boston with a movie. Cr- I mean, you're crossing streets. Like I almost got hit by a car twice. Safety yeah, first. Yeah, right. um, but I, what we ended up doing is the director, Andy, he had a FS7 with a Fuji 18 to 55, just something yeah. real light, yeah. giving something looking good. So he was able to shoot some stuff. And then I ran around with the A7 III and just like, sprinted with them and it was amazing though i was like this is a great tool yeah for the job and i was blown away by the a7 III footage with you know a sony g series lens and they've come a long way yeah that's really the first have. time i've used a dslr since i had my 7d i mean right because really, it's like i think maybe it's an ego thing once i got on the yeah, budget yeah. i'm not shooting a dslr anymore <laughs> right, yeah i'm, I'm big bodies time. only yeah right i have oh, a thousand dollar camera budget <laughs> i have made it yeah. <laughs> but yeah so you know and then and then i used that and i was just like man this was the right so hopefully we're going to do a similar thing in toronto that's in cool. june would, would be cool but that was just a lot i mean that was just a freeing experience to be like I just need to be in the right place and like capture the emotions that are happening before the race. Because then after the race, they're crowded the bridge. Right. People are trying to move along. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You're not going to be there with a the movie, but the fact that I had it all in one hand, like I'm getting people like emotional after the race, like people hugging, kissing, celebrating that you yeah. just got this done. Oh, I mean, wow. Yeah, God, that's I mean, cool. You say unsanctioned race, you don't think it's intense. We had, It's a 5K. I think the total was... If you took the right shortcuts, you had to hit certain checkpoints and you get like a stamp or something. The one guy who won did 2.7 miles in like 12 minutes. Oh, wow. When they started the race, I was kind of there, and then I booked in with them. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, a, a casual run at night. These dudes and gals, they had a guys and girls, and especially the girl, they booked it, man. And I'm like sprinting. I'm just like, <laughs> all right, Andy, I think we got enough. I think we got enough of the guys running. Let's go oh, shoot something man. out. And luckily it was enough, but I mean, like I expected myself to run about a mile because yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. in decent shape. But yeah. when I say sprint, I mean, these guys and girls like booked it. Oh man. So there's no way you would have done 
a movie thing. No, you know? not unless you were on uh, the back like of a, a motorcycle or, or something. Motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I think that's something that takes time because, like, five years ago, I'd have been like, "Yeah, give me the coolest stuff that I can put on Instagram that I'm shooting yeah. with." Yeah. But you know, luckily that and you know the Vegas thing was a similar thing. I wanted Master or Ultra Primes really bad on the Scarlet Weapon, but. When we got the budget, I was like, uh, if I got Canon Cinema Primes, I'd have a few hundred, almost a thousand dollars from the week total to put into lighting. Yeah. So I did that instead. I mean, it's a good balance that you have to be aware yeah. of too. And it's just learning that. It's yeah. just being on set and being like, oh, I wish I had this awesome. instead. So yeah. yeah. So Rob, what's a what's a passion project that that you have cooking mm. in the back of your mind that you're really excited about maybe in the future? Let's see. Well, it's funny. I, I love doing sports stuff, like sport yeah. commercials. I, I did a few of those as passion. So I want to do another one of those. Maybe uh, I did way back when. Uh, it's a guy. He's five foot five. We called it five five, and he can dunk. He taught himself to dunk. He was like Ohio State, you know, all American type guy. Never went to the pro. He he did uh, like a professional league overseas. Think Italy, but great guy. But I just loved that. And what we found, I mean, it was cool just shooting sports stuff at that time. It was FS 700, oh, I think, yeah. when we shot it. But well, it got a Vimeo staff pick. It looked great. We had a lot of fun with it. Um, but it's such an inspiring story how all these people tell him, like, you can't do it. And uh, African American didn't grow up in the best neighborhood. So he had a lot of, you know, I'll just say he was being pulled in different directions in the neighborhood he grew in. And, you know, we, we, so he had an amazing story. We didn't have to do much. Just put mic him and put a camera on. He would just go. But right. it was amazing. The director getting this stuff like, oh, this changed my life. Like, oh, we heard this or my son. I'm going to show my son. Like uh, teachers would want to get access to that to show their classrooms. That's and, awesome. Uh, I think they some local prisons bought like we just gave. We donated it to them. But they wanted to purchase the rights to play in the prisons to help gentlemen getting out of prison um, kind of focus up. So. I mean, something like that. I would love to find a story that was wrapped in sports because I think sports draws out some character moments. But sure. something like that would be really cool. And uh, we have a few people fishing around for stories. So hopefully something comes yeah. out. But just something fun like that, yeah. that that you can be proud of. You know, a lot of times we shoot stuff, which I love doing what I do. But, you know, sometimes it's awesome to put something out there that has impact you know i yeah, did something yeah. honest company if your parents like myself you know what honest is if you don't yeah. it's jessica alba's company for like really well-made baby products like diapers creams but it's natural it's very good for the baby right, it's not yeah. just this mass-produced sure stuff um so i did some stuff with uh and i followed a woman who had cancer uh breast cancer really bad breast cancer didn't know what was going to happen didn't think they would have kids um, but we followed the story and she survived cancer. She uh, educated herself on CBD and never got sick. And she had like extreme wow. chemo. Wow, but yeah. She educated herself on that. And then uh, now she has a beautiful like uh, eight month old baby. Oh, that's uh, cool. So it was yeah. cool to follow yeah. that story. Yeah. And even being a dad, it's just like, oh, this is cool, man. Yeah. And like, hopefully other women can see her that like pushed through it and didn't yeah. give up and didn't listen to what the doctor said and just. So stuff like that is really cool. Any story like that is really amazing. That's yeah. awesome. Changing yeah. people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. One I, view at a time. Don't get me wrong. I love hanging out yeah. of a car. I love getting on <laughs> yeah. a jib. I love yeah. doing Imagine Dragons music video and stuff blowing up. But it's cool to balance it with that. And I think I think we're in a cool position. You know, I, I think all the men out there have a responsibility to look for these stories. You know, we're in a weird spot with women maybe not getting the opportunities and I, i've been fortunate enough to be on all women's set i've been the movie op and it's a woman director mo, woman dp and it's yeah. great just to hear their stories and 
and help out. So maybe I can get you, find you some other females that I've interviewed awesome. to get on your your show because I think a lot of people need to see it in themselves to know right, they yeah. can do it. Yes, totally um, agree. That so would be I, awesome. I think those kind of stories are really cool. So hopefully, hopefully we can all band together. I mean, it's such a tight knit community here, and I feel like the good people want everyone to succeed, whether right, it's yep. right. a woman, man, yeah. black, white, whatever your background is. It's you know having some cool people on set telling a cool story is is what i get inspired about so awesome well rob thanks so much for doing this we really appreciate yeah, it yeah uh, where can people find you online yeah i mean i think i'm most active on instagram at rob rusher r-u-s-c-h-e-r that's where i spend most of my time i don't really tweet too much yeah um, me either <laughs> facebook i'm on i have a group called cinematographers insight that yeah. i have going we have about three thousand members that's a real cool, cool casual amazing professionals on there and you know people talking about cool stuff and yep. so i'm on there a lot seeing what people are doing but yeah awesome man and uh your website yeah robrusher.com perfect try to keep it all yep. simple <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah great well thanks again for doing this and thanks uh, for having me man uh go see some more gear yeah, yeah. check yeah. it out all right thanks guys <laughs> yeah cool. thanks. thanks for joining us well eric we've been doing this podcast for a, almost a year now yeah and something that we've never pushed for is subscribers that's right. We just want to bring value. Yeah. But you know what also brings value? What? More episodes. Sure. So please hit that subscribe button on whatever platform yep. you're listening on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Play, or Anchor. Hit that subscribe button. And uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can go over to anchor.fm slash the easy podcast and, you know, throw, throw some money our way. Yeah. For less than a cup of coffee, you know. I don't actually know if that's true. No. But. Yeah, they have like a subscription thing. Anyway, check it out. Anchor. Yeah, I mean, FM. you can you can support it for less than, a, or you can support it for a dollar a month. I mean, yeah, that would be awesome. That would help us to continue to bring it these would. amazing podcasts to you. And if you guys have liked the interviews we've had, please, uh, you know, write us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I don't know if Spotify has reviews actually, but Apple Podcasts definitely does. So um, try and write us a review, just a quick one. Even if you didn't mm-hmm. like it, just just write us a review. I just want to know what people think. Yeah, it's great. It's fun. We have a lot of fun doing it. And uh, and it'll help us make it better. It's true. I mean, we want to make it better. We want to bring value. We want to, you know. There's that V word again. Keep saying value. Yeah, because, you know, that's what people pay for. And it's important. Yeah. So hit that subscribe button, guys, and support the podcast if you can. And we'll keep bringing you awesome interviews. Eric, where can they find us online, though? They can find us online at anchor.fm slash the easy podcast or any of their favorite streaming platforms. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at the easy podcast. And uh, we're going to have some content coming up on YouTube. So search at the easy podcast show on YouTube soon. And you can send us an email at the easy podcast show at gmail.com. He can never say it normal. Cause it doesn't come out normal. It's fun. Yeah. It'll be fun. Thanks guys.